Hi, I'm Holden Sherman from Miles of Sports Podcast, and today on Mile 18, friend Elias Rodriguez will be joining me to be discussing the Miami Heat's hot start to the season, as well as the young Houston Rockets and their development to start the year. First thing I want to talk about is the Miami Heat. I think, Elias, that, you know, Tyler Harrell came into this season being really determined, you know, Everyone in the media, including myself, was laughing when he said he's just as good as Luca and Trey Young because it is laughing considering the season he had last year and what he's known for was having a good good playoff performance in the bubble, a time where there were less fans. To a lot of players, the basket looked larger because of the parameters of the bubble and because of less fans. So I think that's really impressed me about him this year. What, what do you think? Yeah, no, I think I've definitely noticed he's always been a confident player. But I don't think he was confident in the way where right now I feel like he, when you watch him play and he steps on the court, every time he looks like he's like, I'm going to take enough shot. I'm going to take my shots. I'm going to go out and get 30. Like that's how I see him playing. And I think it's going to heavily benefit Miami in the long run. I mean, I, I think it's a, a, a big reason why, you know, even with kind of the shooting struggles of Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson, they've still been able to play really, really well. And I think to add to what you're saying, you know, I love how Miami's roster is constructed, but I always felt that they need that go-to score because Jimmy Butler can score at an elite level in important games. It's not only did he do that in the bubble, which we t- I just discussed, but he's done it in multiple playoff series before. I think they need that three-level score, especially the last couple of years. Butler has not been an efficient three-point shooter, and he's starting to lean away from taking those shots. And it's fine for his game, but, you know, from a geometry sense and from a you know, late in the playoffs, if you need a bucket from someone and they're clogging the paint, let's say you're playing the Bucks, you really want to go inside versus Giannis and Lopez, you need someone to space the floor and create for themselves. And I think if Harrell can do that, one, he'll be validating what he's saying, but then he's also becoming like a lethal threat to their team. You know, Victor Oladipo, I really like, and you know, he's obviously hurt, but I think Harrell can do that at a more smooth, efficient level. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, and it's not a shot at Jimmy Butler at all. I mean, you know, Giannis, this past playoffs, you know, as many big shots as he hit, having a three-level scorer like Middleton who can really, really fill it up from that third level, you know, is just, is helpful. And that's why I was really big on the, you know, the Heat trying to go get Bradley Beal because I thought Bradley Beal would be that nice piece. But if, you know, I mean, of course, Tyler Hero's not the same extent to a Bradley Beal or Chris Middleton, but if he can give you, you know, 20 to 23 points per game, you know, he's he's a really, really good piece for them. And I think if you even look at the Suns, like, you know, Devin Booker is a good three-point shooter, but he doesn't shoot a lot. You know, if you have – and if you look at, like, a team like the the Heat, they're kind of constructed like the Suns. They've got that young big man who can do a lot on defense and a lot on offense, not really a shooter. They've got, like, that tough four with P.J. Tucker and Jay Crowder. Yeah. You know, you've got that tough veteran point guard. And Kyle Lowry's a champion. You know, you got you got your sharpshooters on, on both teams. I mean, Bridges shot really well last year. You got Duncan Robinson. I really, I really like where the Heat are going, and I think you know, with the uncertainty of the the Nets this year with Kyrie and you know James Harden, I think he'll turn around because he is a he's an MVP, a former MVP, and he's won three of the last four scoring titles, but he still hasn't. And you look at the Bucks, and you know, I I just don't know if they can repeat it because I think a lot of teams will start to figure them out come playoff time. But we'll see. You know, Miami's got a real shot. What do you think? Yeah, I think they definitely definitely have a shot to go far. I mean. It's a, it's a deep team and that, you know, their culture is meant for the playoffs. And I mean, I think adding Kyle Lowry to that culture and that just like, they're, they're kind of like heavy veteran pre- presence in Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler. 
mixed with just you know you know good young guys good 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 defense you know with with Bam Adebayo kind of anchoring them and Jimmy Butler I think they can really make a long run and I what I love about Lowry he's he's so tough physically you know he's 36 and you know he's starting to pick it up offensively he was a little bit hurt to start the year but he's so tough he's been leading the NBA in charges the last couple of years I love that and you know he's in a place like Miami where people people can soak in that culture you know, that's why Jimmy Butler went there. A lot of people, including me, when he went there in 2019 um, summer was thinking, you know, he just wants to get his money in South Beach. It definitely wasn't that. They, they, they had the hard, gritty culture. I love how they're bought in. And, you know, I really love Adebayo and I love their, their defense, um, especially. I know Duncan Robinson's kind of a liability, but, you know, they've got four, four players in their starting lineup can basically guard at least three positions. I think Lowry... He can guard definitely the one and two on the perimeter. And I think because of how tough he is, he can go and guard some players in the in the paint. You know, you've got Jimmy Butler, who's been an all-NBA defender. P.J. Tucker, who I know no one stopped Kevin Durant last year. No one can really stop Kevin Durant. But I don't think Durant liked having P.J. Tucker on him. And and Bam Adebayo, who's already been, you know, in his, in his fifth year, you know, he's already been a DPOI candidate. He was top three in 2019-20. I really like how this team is constituted. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, especially, I think... I think Bam is going to continue to emerge this year. I mean, he's already he's already playing playing very very well, and I think, you know, I see a conference finals run for them personally. Yeah, I mean, I I see it too. You know, I I, I couldn't tell you if that means that they're going to play the Bucks, they're going to play the Nets, or what if they even play the Hawks? My God, what a crazy world if we get Hawks versus versus um, versus Heat conference finals. But you know, no one expected Hawks Bucks. So I mean, who knows with, with injuries or something like that. Uh, Miami's construction. We'll see what happens. All right. The other topic we would like to discuss today is about the Houston Rockets and, you know, their young core. I initially like how they're going. You know, Daniel Tice has been out the last couple games, and I, I like that in the sense of, you know, now young players, only young players are starting, players that are part of their future or would be trade assets. You know, they're starting wood. Sangoon starting uh, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, and Jay Sean Tate. I like that young lineup. Um, you know, obviously there's no veteran out there, but you know they're going out there playing against tough teams and giving them giving them a shot. What do you think? I mean, what I think is is really awesome about the Rockets is just how they're letting their like their guards rock. You know, I mean, as as rocky a start as you know Kevin Porter Jr. has had at times with you know kind of streaky shooting and a lot a lot of turnovers. I just like seeing him being able to go out there and just do his thing. Same with Jalen Green. I mean, the you know the shooting's been inconsistent to start, and I think with knowing his game and knowing, you know, I mean, he shot seventeen percent from the EYB, uh, not not from the EYBL, sorry, from the from the uh, FIBA when he was in high school. You know, he's just a, he's been an inconsistent shooter, but I think he's gonna get there, and it's it's good to see them give give them that room while you know more polished guys like Christian Wood and. Um, you know, some of the other, some of the other um, older guys there can go out and just work and do their thing. Well, and I, I also like Steven Silas. He's kind of, uh, ever since he got there, he had to, I feel bad for him. He had to deal with a lot of uh, drama with the James Harden stuff like that. But, you know, that team has been very predicated on helping their players improve. You know, Christian Wood was really good with Harden there for those seven, eight games that they played together. But then after, Wood still continuing his play. He's averaging over 20 points per game again this year as he did last 14 year 14 rebounds right yeah and at a high rebound level and you know he you can stay space the floor now um i i like where they're going with the player development and you know you have games like you know i know everyone is talking about how westbrook had uh i talked about it on my last 
last episode how Westbrook Davis and uh, James Hall had really good games versus the Rockets. But, you know, it says something about the Rockets that they're in those games. You know, yeah. you're playing a veteran team like that who knows that they can't really lose those type of games, um, especially when the th- big three are playing together. And, you know, the Rockets, are they're giving them stuff. And I, I know that was a crazy three-pointer, but I, I like that Jalen Green has the confidence to take that shot. Yeah. That how young he is, you know, he's coming in. He's kind of got some pro experience, which is an advantage of sometimes not going to college to go pro with the G League. He's played against some some real vets, but you know, I like that about him. Yeah, he's 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 gonna be all right. I mean, just seeing like how 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 ready his maybe not his you know consistency is, but his scoring packages. You know, I see I see him do moves, and I'm like, that's not. You know that's not a rookie. That's those are some some pro moves. Also, Shangun. I'm just gonna say this here, right now. I think the more he gets his feet wet, the more people are see what is gonna see what a special player he's gonna be with his with his versatility and his kind of. I mean, old you know old school post work. Even that I think is just is just amazing to watch. And I'm not gonna be surprised if one day both him and Jalen Green are all stars. I mean, it's fitting. I mean, you know, Houston's got some of the greatest big men all time especially on the post they got Yao Ming they got Hakeem Olajuwon maybe a hot take but you know Sangoon looks really good um and they're not playing Jalen Christopher Jalen Christopher a lot Josh Christopher a lot excuse me um but I I think that's fine because you know I think Porter's Kevin Porter Jr. like Elias was alluding to earlier he's really controlling that offense and I think Porter's learning a lot he's leading the NBA in turnovers I think at this point just uh to start the season but um, you know, he has to adjust because last year it was a very murky year for him. He started with the Cavs and then he was dealing with some um, some issues. Then he got traded to the Rockets. I think teams weren't really prepared for what they were expecting out of Porter Jr. Now with teams being able to game plan and stuff like that, I think he has to kind of adjust his style. But I think that it's helping him. And I think that because of his age, he's only 21 years old, he's got a lot of room to grow. And I like that, like, like Elias was saying, that these rookies are really just getting their feet wet right now. Yeah, and I think, you know, Kevin Porter Jr., you know, I'm just looking to kind of see him. He has all the tools. I'm looking to see him, you know, really um, complete, completely figure it out offensively because he has that playmaking, that shot-creating ability. And I think, you know, I think he could definitely get there. He was... He was a late pick, and I think he's honestly outperforming. Oh, he was a second rounder. Yeah, or, or uh, I think the thirtieth end of the, the first end of the first round. And you know, I I heard someone say this one time. I don't know, you know, if I'd completely agree, but I think he's up there. Someone say, you know, he's just as talented as a guy like Anthony Edwards, which you know, I mean, maybe isn't necessarily exactly true, but talent wise, he's just he's he's so so innately gifted, and I think you know if he really puts it together. He's going to be able to, you know, be the leader of a, a really good Rockets team eventually. I mean, you know, I was talking about how teams weren't prepared for him, but he had a 50-point game last year. Yeah. You know, whether teams are prepared for that or not, when, once you get to 20 points in the second quarter or whatever he had at that point, you know, teams start to pick up. They're like, well, you know, we got to guard him. And, you know, he still he still went out and he had a 50-point game. I, I think that, that team's full of potential. And, you know, whether they are, or not they keep Christian Wood and Jay Sean Tate, because I know they're both of those players are a little bit older than Green and uh, – and Christopher and Sangoon, I, I like their pieces. Jay Sean Tate kind of gives me like a feel if he could be like a Mikel Bridges, you know, plays both sides really well, the three and D. And I know a lot of teams would really like a young player like that. And again, you know, he's still young. He's just just not 21. Um, Tate, Tate's 26 years old and Wood is 26 as well, uh, or about to be, I believe. 
Um, so I think that they'll have enough assets, and you know, with that that James Harden trade, which I think sometimes people forget about, they've got an abundance of picks coming their way, and I understand why they didn't um, want Jared Allen or Karis Levert because those players are older than than their their time timeline. But I think the Rockets are looking good, and I like their future. Yeah, totally agree. Hi, I'm Holden Sherman from Miles of Sports Podcast. And this wraps up Mile 18, where I discuss with friend Elias Rodriguez the Miami Heat's hot start to the season, as well as the young Houston Rockets' development to start the year. Have a nice day. See everyone on Mile 19.